0: fifty six of the All the Books Show, recorded at the David A. Howe Public Library, where we talk book news, author news, literary news. Timothy Zahn. Yeah. So
1: that's happening today. Yeah. Uh, it seems okay. like it seems like kind of a step down that we that we had: Rachel Cohn, Tess Gerritsen, Wendy Corsi Staub, uh-huh. kind of like back to back to back. And guests. today, our right. our special guest is maybe special to me, right? But maybe not as special to the rest of the world. Because okay. uh, my old college buddy uh, Jesse Riles is going to oh, yeah. join us a little later to yeah, talk you about just putting a major shade on no, your boyfriend. No, no, I'm saying I like him. Yeah. Does the random Wendy Corsi Staub fan, fan yeah. like him? Maybe if they gave him a chance. Yeah, get to know if him. They, he's got a he's got a great personality.
0: Yeah, he he he's got a very dry sense of humor. Yeah, he does. So yeah, he does.
1: Thanks for saying that. No no. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will be talking about Timothy's on a little bit later, but no, you're uh, talking to th- I'm leaving. Oh, you are? No, I'm fine. You're, I can oh, talk good. About thanks for on. sticking around. <laughs> okay. Thanks for
0: sticking around. You
1: want to dive into our bookmark?
0: Right now? Yeah. Oh, I've never wanted to do anything more in my life. Is that true? Mm, no. Let's make can, it happen. I'm, I'm I can get real quick on um on mine. Yeah. So that uh, we don't have to beat around the bush okay
1: so that was you making things quick by that was me making things quick. <laughs> very slowly drawing okay yeah well let's dive into nick's bookmark then
0: what i was gonna make okay go oh ahead. you
1: had something funny go for it no it's nothing funny oh. why does it have to be funny oh, i don't know
0: i was just gonna say i'm still reading forever peace oh That's oh so it.
1: you're gonna do your bookmark now
0: Sh- yes it's okay. happening right now do it. here's I'm my ready. bookmark i'm ready i'm reading forever peace okay by joe haldeman I'm still in the middle of it. Okay. I also read a Deadpool comic, but it's not worth talking about. We have it, though, the wow. one I read. What is it? Uh, what Happens in Vegas. Okay.
1: Oh, that's one of the very first ones we got, actually. Yes. Back when the Deadpool craze happened, I went online and got the cheapest Deadpool comics we could get the quickest. Right. And that was one of the randoms that we got. Yeah. And you didn't like it? No, nah, it was fine. I actually feel like maybe I read that. <gasps> is Captain America in that? Uh, I don't remember. Okay.
0: Wow, I really <laughs> left a mark on you. That's yeah. great. So that's <laughs> it's it for you. it a weekend. You done bookmarked? Yeah, it was a busy weekend. Okay. And my next weekend's only going to get busier. I gotta okay. I kind of just, like, this week, I just need to sit down and finish some books. I understand. So Yeah, well, that's what I did, so my bookmark's going to be a little longer. Huh.
1: And, I mean, this one really almost counts as your bookmark because... Which one are you starting? I'm going to start with the Teen Titans. Oh... Uh, Eric's been trying <laughs> to get me to read... Looks like Damien's not the only one who knows best. T- <laughs> teen Titans. Damien knows best for yeah. forever. And I'm like, no, no, yeah. no. And last week it just showed up. Uh, and yeah, so, weird. So just to shut this guy up, I was like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm just going to read it. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, credit where credit's due. I, I, I can admit when I'm wrong, because I loved it. Nice. It was so good. Yeah. I mean, they toned down the damien a little bit, but more yeah. just the other characters Worked with it well. Like, none of the other characters took it seriously. Right. And it just. Teen Titans as a comic book has been bad for so many, like,
0: reboots. I don't even remember. Like, the last time it was good, I feel like Jeff Johns was writing it. It was the pre Infinite Crisis. I guess. Jeff Johns, it, like, led up to. Like, when he. It was kind of like how Grant Morrison did, like, this is the Justice League with, like, all the key players. Right. It was a big deal. And Jeff Johns was like, well, Teen Titans should be, like, this is the big player. Superboy and Wonder Girl. Yes. So it has been a while since you've had, like,. Yeah, the cast. I
1: mean, I really liked Teen Titans Earth One, which is set in its own thing. And Teen Titans go
0: to the movies. Teen Titans go to the you movies. Like that sure, one.
1: yeah. Teen Titans Earth One is a two-volume set, uh, which okay. we have in our collection here. And if you haven't read it, I would recommend picking that up because
0: that's a. Have you read it? The Earth One. Yeah, I read Volume One. Did you like it? Yeah, it was fine. Okay.
1: Volume two is not as good, but oh, anyway, you hate that. You hate to this hear that. Is this is really like a return to form with the Teen Titans? It right. just it's the crew that you want, even with Damien. The tone is right. Uh-huh. It just feels like the Teen Titans in a way that like the weird, like Young Justice, the show Young Justice, which they're bringing you back now, was always right. so melodramatic and yeah. weird. That's what Teen Titans has been for the last like. 10 years yeah i
0: want to say yeah so i was very pleased with this so yeah hats off my hat
1: is off to you yeah thank you man between this and
0: super sons i'm i've got like a perfect record yeah yeah you're (laughs) doing well
1: all right Uh, on on the opposite side of a good rendition of a character i read 90s Superboy. Oh, you don't like the... I thought you liked this stuff. Well, I remember liking it, but I sat down to read this. uh, They're they're finally collecting the whole thing. Uh, And this is Trouble in Paradise. It's called the 90s when he was like a punk clone after
0: Superman died and had like wild hair. Super cool sunglasses. sunglasses. Super cool. Yeah, he's he's like wearing the Superman shirt. Yeah. But then he's got like a leather jacket on it. He's wearing like a weird... Instead of a cape.
1: Like red lycra bodysuit. It's weird. It's a weird thing. (laughs) But anyway, this was a bad collection. I mean, it's ugly art. And DC did this thing where they included like random uh, crossovers, but not the whole thing. And so I'm getting to one and it's like, don't read this unless you've read this. And I'm like, well, you didn't put it in the collection. Right. So obviously I haven't read it. Or if Uh I did, it was like 1994. But even without that, it was dumb. (laughs) But there was a good crossover with classic like silver age superboy that made me remember just how much i loved reading
0: sure. classic superboy as a kid what about classic 90s supergirl where she's just like an amorphous blob like matrix yeah. supergirl no I don't the 90s like were a good time to be a marquee character
1: you're right you're right okay let's uh, <laughs> let's jump over to oh you don't book want
0: books book books book books yeah i finished let's talk diabetes with owls by my good friend david sedaris good friend Uh, Well, I think you have to... Listen, you've met enough authors you can say good friends. You're right. I think you should just stick... You're right. With saying... Okay. All right. Uh, 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 An author that I've enjoyed for many years
1: now. Uh, Like all of his collections... The observational, like, real stuff that he's talking about that happens in his life, I always enjoy. Right. Then he does some sort of, like, over-the-top, satirical, uh, like, fiction essays. Right. And I have never read one that I liked. I've never read one I liked. So it ended ended on those, and it was kind of a, like, like last, you know... 50 pages or something I didn't like so that kind of made right. me retroactively like it less but still it's definitely worth reading and mm-hmm. I plan to pick up
0: Calypso his latest when that comes out alright
1: I read Is Everyone Hanging Out Without Me yeah, is by this Mindy
0: Kaling I hope this is funnier than the Mindy show I, the like the project. Project. I like oh, the do project okay
1: the thing with this is i mean we've had it for years i bought it for my wife for valentine's day in 2013 right i know that because i wrote that in the inside cover mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. she's never read it right uh and i picked it up and like i enjoyed it it's just one of those things where like if you like her brand of comedy then it's it's a fun quick read right. but it doesn't ever like elevate past that mm-hmm. like bj novak has that story collection uh, to talk about one of her uh, contemporaries for a minute, right? Well, I can't remember what that's called. One stories and other stories, stories and other stories. But there is a there's a main title. That yeah. is great. Okay. I I would like five stars. That that's one of the best things that I've read. Why don't and, you? I did. Oh, okay. That's what I'm saying. That's (laughs) that's my recommendation of it. It, It's so good. It's so clever. And it's like flash fiction, where some of them are just like a page long stories. And it's just, it's expert. Right. And it is his style, like that you get to know in the office and other things. But it's kind of pushes past that. Whereas I feel like this book is, again, funny if you like her, but it never really is like, oh, wow, what what a new like depth or what a new level of comedy. It never does that. Okay, So, uh sorry find enough enough way to pass looks like
0: hulu is not going to pick up your sequel book uh i also read some joe haldeman i read his other star trek book okay so you gave his other star trek book world two stars
1: End. yeah the first one planet of judgment where people stand around judging each other yeah as you recall the problem was the premise was too big for the confines of trek right this one i feel like found a really good balance nice it just it worked it it wasn't uh it's It's, you know, basically they come upon this, like, floating circle planet filled with people who don't know they're on most most planets spaceship. you would say are but it's a spaceship oh okay it's like a spaceship oh, planet yeah and the people inside don't know they're on a spaceship planet and so kirk comes and they're like where have you come from you know uh-huh. but uh, i don't know it just really worked i thought it was a really strong book again i would have liked probably a double length on that one because oh. he set up such an intriguing society but we never really got time to do right get into that whereas the other one he did that and it just Made the whole thing feel like weighty mm-hmm. and weird. This one was tantalizing. Yeah.
0: So, Did these are 70s. 70s. Yeah. yeah okay. So yeah. this Star Trek's not on the air anymore. This is during
1: the dark period of Star
0: Trek. Absolutely. Animated
1: series. Probably post animated series, pre the pre motion movie. picture. Yeah. So it's just it's just quiet. It's the this only is all you have. Yeah. You've got syndication and yeah. you've got Joe Haldeman's Star Trek Adventures right. here. They used to the uh, number them. Which down. he wrote too. Yeah. Right. Yep. So. Yep, it's interesting. The back had like an afterward thanking people, and he was like, "Since this is probably my last Star Trek book, uh-huh. and I'm curious why." Oh, do you want to discuss why
0: we are reading Joe Haldeman books? Uh, sure. Okay, we're, we're, we're scoop dis- scoop alert. <laughs> <laughs> we're discussing Joe Haldeman books because otherwise people are gonna be like, "Oh, it's weird that these two are." reading the same stuff at the same time mm-hmm. uh we're going to be interviewing joe haldeman nebula and uh, hugo award-winning author joe haldeman's gonna yeah. be a guest on the all the book show yeah we're gonna be interviewing him at the end of this month so that's gonna be pretty exciting author of uh forever war some star trek books that, that a Nick couple of star trek has trek books, read yes um yes many well-received short stories and novellas yep forever peace forever free mm-hmm. uh his one no forever no, young no not forever batman nope. forever nope uh, Will Work for Hire, or Work for Hire, mm-hmm. I believe. Uh, Spencer for h- Hire. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I made it confusing. I see that now. Yeah, now people are gonna be like, Forever 21? Spencer yeah. for Hire? What is that? <laughs> um, so yeah, we're going to be interviewing Joe yeah, a, a, nice, uh, a nice get from yeah. Mr. Eric Michaels. So that'll be, an old, uh, that'll be exciting. Yeah. So that's why we're talking about him as we are yeah, now. We're, we're boning up. We're getting ready. Yeah. So, uh, what, all right, yeah, no, no, you that,
1: yeah. The Death of Mrs. Westaway by Eric's favorite author, Ruth Ware. My favorite author, author of Woman in Cabin 10, don't which you, Eric read. Don't you put that on me? I have to say that I think this was a little bit more Woman in Cabin 10, a oh, little no. less the lying game. It yeah. just it had, like, I, I feel like she was aiming for this atmosphere, this Agatha Christie esque atmosphere.
0: Well, she's the modern day, yes. Agatha Christie.
1: And she did that thing that I absolutely hate. Okay. Where she was like, it's like something out of an Agatha Christie novel. Mm. I hate that because like, that's what you're trying to
0: do. So saying that just makes it cheap. There's uh, There's this game that I played last October called Alan Wake. Yeah. And it's about a, like, mystery suspense writer who goes to this kind of haunted area. Anyways, the entire time, he's constantly like, oh, this is just, like, out of a Stephen King book. Hate that. And But, like, they also then just make... So, like, there's a point where you're walking through a hedge maze. He's <laughs> like, just like The Shining. And I'm like, I know. Yeah. And at one point, there's a cop who constantly, like, calls him famous authors as, like, an insult. Yeah. He's like, where are you going to go now, Stephen King? Jeez. So... Subtle. I yeah. Like it. yeah. I like it. So, that's so let your influences yeah. be influences. You don't have to point them right. out. Right, exactly. And when you do, it just. So
1: it's not to say that I hated this book, right? Because I, I did like it. You know, I read it. I was curious. I wanted to see where it was going to go. Right. But it's written. Like, the book tries to make you think that there is peril and that she's like. You know, just keeping one step ahead of everything. But it it all is very low stakes. Right. It's low stakes. It's not a big deal. She Mm -hmm. can just sort of be like, I'm out at any time. Right. And the book like doesn't want you to think that. It's like the equivalent of there being like a in the background of this whole book. And it's (laughs) like, play all the music you want. This is not all that Yeah, intense.
0: So, yeah. I don't know. I don't I guess I wouldn't say run right out and pick it up, but it's a it's a fine read. I say that at bad dinner dates. I'm like, play all the music you want. This isn't going anywhere. Do you? You get a lot of
1: bad dinner dates?
0: Uh, not a lot. Oh, give me some. <laughs> Just enough some. that that's a thing I you say. You said
1: that the last time we went out to uh, eat. Huh. Hey, what else have you a read? Coincidence. Well, um, any uh, Dick Van Dyke. I'm currently reading "Keep Moving" by Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. Uh, Dick Van Dyke has long been a hero of mine. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm long been alive some, too. Yeah. <laughs> seriously. Well, that's kind of what this book is about. He's yeah. like,
0: I'm a thousand years old, and you can too. Uh huh. <laughs> so, it's fun. Yeah. It's fun. Does he talk about his time with uh? Ben Stiller in... Yes. Uh, really? Yes, he does. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that, I just finished that section. In nice things? Yeah.
1: Okay. the Ben Stiller was like, did you make a deal with the devil? How are you so energetic yeah. at 95 years old? Yeah. Uh,
0: anyway, I'm doing that and I'm reading uh, Marvel Adventures Spider-Man fiercest foes yeah so th- it's kind of like you're reading two books of the same same topic with these like, both dick van dyke dick and the spider man because they're both so spry spry yeah yeah you're right, <laughs> right. they both fight uh dr yeah. octopus i agree yeah i agree you're right you're right that's yeah. it for me oh okay do you uh do you play any sonic games Oh,
1: thanks for asking. Yeah, no no man, uh, I went I'm out here. and bought myself Sonic Mania, which
0: is you telling me this is a fan fan made game? Fan made, but yeah. Sega's like, cool. All right, here's some yeah, cash. Yeah, because I don't know if you know this, but for a long time, Sega, the people who make Sonic games, have been doing a real bad, bad job. Bad job. Real bad job.
1: Ever since the 32X, I don't know yeah. what they were thinking. So
0: doesn't make sense. Yeah.
1: Uh, But it's great. It's It's more than anything else. It's just a complete throwback to the originals. Right. It's like remix levels. You know, you got the music, you got the look, Uh a little bit more functionality, but I mean, bottom line, you're playing Sonic from the early 90s. Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles all there. So exciting. Yeah. I played with my son and he was digging it too, so Mm, yeah. What did he call uh,
0: Knuckles the... Uh yeah, he
1: and I were playing, and I was Sonic, and he was Tails. Uh-huh. And you'll recall, once upon a time, he found my stuff, Sonic, and said, Hey, it's Super Mickey. Yeah, he referred to Sonic the Hedgehog as Super Mickey. You can't fault him for that logic, because yeah. he does well, look they like based, Super they Mickey. Based so I was Sonic, Sonic and Mickey. he was Tails, and my wife got home, and he was like, Mommy, why don't you be that red dog? Oh, poor Knuckles. That red dog, he said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Knuckles. Yeah. The character Knuckles, yeah. uh, from Sonic and Knuckles. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah sorry man yeah we also watched the paper by uh it's a ron howard directed movie we've been watching through like ron howard movies just for funsies yeah great cast marissa tomei uh michael keaton so it's a spider-man homecoming reunion oh yeah sure <laughs> well, yeah Randy robert Quaid. duvall glenn Close. it was, it was a really yeah. it was atypical it was like michael keaton That's as michael j reunion. fox as you know yeah. a cars reunion
0: yeah who's in it is it michael keaton in cars 3 He's in Cars 1. In Duvall's in Cars 1? Is he? Isn't he? Robert Duvall? Oh, wait. I'm thinking Newman. Paul oh, Newman. Paul Newman. Sorry. Wow. Duvall's not in anything yet. No. I mean, no. he's in Stuff. Yeah, he's in lots of things. Godfather, among other things. That's not a
1: Cars film. No, it's not. Okay. You just said he was in Stuff, and I was agreeing. Yeah. But anyway, it's like a Michael Keaton tackling a Michael J. Fox role. So I right. just totally, everything he said, I was like, boy, that's a Michael J. Fox line. Mm. So. All right. I really liked it. And what's funny, like- Did we Michael were, J. Fox ever work with Ron Howard Oh. Huh. Huh. I don't know. I don't all think right. so. But we were trying to figure out, like, it's, it's so, it was like the writing was so funny and so clever. And we uh-huh. were like, who wrote this? And I look it up. Uh, it's David Cup, or however you say that, who wrote Jurassic Park and uh, Indiana uh, Jones, yeah. so, like all these things. Yeah. And this
0: weird little, like, quirky paper movie. So. Yeah. I guess he wrote it with his brother who worked in a newspaper. I mean, it but, explains the velociraptor in the kitchen scene it in the does, paper. It does. So.
1: Not satisfactorily, but it yeah, does sure. explain it yeah. to some extent. Yeah. So I think that's it for me. Okay. Busy weekend. I
0: saw Mission Impossible, whatever the new one's called, Fallout. Yeah. Yeah. Fall you out. liked it? Thumbs up? Yeah. Yeah. I think it pretty it's pretty exciting. Oh, you said the, the best, best one. Yeah. The best. I also think it's one of the best action movies in the past, like five years, yeah. Or so. Well, the action was off the charts. I yeah. mean, those were well, well choreographed, yeah. Action adventure scenes, yeah. Can't fault so, them for that. Um,
1: yep. That for the first movie, to me, it was just like, yeah. I was obsessed with that movie first one when great. it first came out. Yeah. And even like the second one took me a little while to be like, oh, look, I like, like the right. second one, <laughs> yeah.
0: But I'm only watching it in a marathon. Yeah. I'm not just putting Agreed. on Mission Agreed. Impossible too. Yeah. <laughs> More doves. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, anyway, okay. So, oh,
1: you already did your bookmark, so I guess we can slide yeah, right into... Yeah, I need to uh,
0: finish uh, Forever Peace so Forever I can read Peace. Forever Free. Forever Peace. Yeah. Uh, All right. right. You want to get into uh, the other things we get into sometimes I after sure this? I sure do. I sure do. A fight. Let's talk about <laughs> Legion uh,
1: by Brandon Sanderson. We're doing so advanced we're, notices. Yeah, we're jumping into our advanced notices now, our book news. Nick failed to mention that. These are... Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, anyway, these are advanced notices that we, we get notified by the publisher that these are coming out yeah. down the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, this one mm-hmm. I know nothing about. So, okay. why don't you talk a little Legion, bit about this? The first Legion by, book, Brandon Sanderson. by Brandon
0: Sanderson was like a small novella. Um, not very long. The audiobook was about two hours long. Uh, and that's how I listened to it. And he wrote a second one in 2014, and now he's writing a third one. And so this, this book, Legion, The Many Lives of Stephen Leeds, mm-hmm. is taking the three novellas and putting them in one. So this is the collection of them. So I think this might be the final one. I'm not sure. You, you, so you're getting two that have been published before, uh-huh. and the third one is a never published. Right. But they the hardcovers of, the, uh, of at least the first Legion, it was a limited press. Um, okay. It, it wasn't like mass produced. Uh, I, I don't know if it has been since, maybe, but it was, you know, it was a smaller thing. Um, so now I think this is probably getting more of a mass mm-hmm. release. Mm-hmm. So it's good. I it's, never heard of it. He, he didn't realize there's an X Men character called Legion with very similar powers, but uh. basically, uh, I, this guy doesn't have powers, but he has multiple personalities, and each personality has a different skill set. Um, in a different, uh, obviously personality. Mm -hmm. So they allow him, he's an investigator. If I remember, it's been a while since I listened to it, but the different personalities and their skills help him. I see. Uh, and there's an X-Men character called Legion. Right. Uh, who has different personalities and each personality has a different power. Yeah. Um, but he can't control them. Okay. Uh, this character in Legion by Brandon Sanderson has kind of like a working relationship with a lot of the personalities. It sounds interesting. So I, re- I liked the first one. I liked listening to it. I can't remember the narrator, but he did a really good job of oh. like differentiating make a the, the multiple yeah. personalities. Um, yeah. And it was only two hours, so it was a quick... Mm-hmm. A quick lesson. That sounds right for a novella. Well, let me give you the synopsis here. Stephen Leeds is
1: perfectly sane. It's his hallucinations who are mad. A genius of unrivaled aptitude, Stephen can learn any new skill, vocation, or art in a matter of hours. However, to contain all of them, his mind creates hallucinatory people. Stephen calls them aspects to hold and manifest the information. Wherever he goes, he's joined by a team of imaginary experts to give advice, interpretation, and explanation. He uses them to solve problems for a price. Yeah. Stephen's brain is getting a little crowded, and the aspects have a tendency of talking, taking on lives of their own. When a company hires him to recover stolen property, a camera that can allegedly take pictures of the past, yes. Stephen finds himself in an adventure, crossing oceans and fighting terrorists. Uh-huh. What he discovers may upend the foundation of three major world religions and perhaps give him a vital clue into the true nature of his aspects.
0: Yeah. Uh, that was the first book. That's all it is? That that's you just described. That's the only one? Yeah. Thing. Okay. So I can't remember. I mean, maybe that's what the whole three are, because, yeah, again, I haven't be. read the second one. Uh, yeah, it's So not, it's not uh, giving you... Apparently, they're releasing the third book separately in December. Are they? Yeah. Interesting. So anyway. I get it here first.
1: Yeah. All right, well, on to one that I do know something about.
0: Okay. Murder She Wrote. You don't
1: have to be. Oh, yeah, you number do know, about 48. Never mind, I'm not even Manuscript for Murder. <laughs> Why'd you say manuscript? Uh, because I was looking at like the wrong your, thing. Uh, it took me a minute to get there. Yeah. Manuscript for Murder. Yeah. So this is, uh, this is book number 48 in the Murder She Wrote series. Uh huh. 48, Eric.
0: Yeah. 48. Yeah. What's okay. about. Uh, 50 years younger than she is right now <laughs> i think
1: yeah i think you're absolutely right so as a matter of fact um it's unique in that the novel series has far surpassed the run of the original show like yeah there's been novels continuously writing and being bestsellers longer than the show was ever on the air this one is noteworthy because it's the first without donald bain who started the series yeah so the last book uh, he wrote with john land this one john land alone all right so let me give you a little synopsis so Sorry.
0: it's it's jessica fletcher versus bane yeah yeah well uh, jessica <laughs> <laughs> today's the day i write your murder oh very
1: nice jessica fletcher <laughs> investigates a mysterious manuscript with deadly consequences in the latest entry in this usa today best-selling series couldn't cut it on the new york times i guess
0: well she's been around for 80 years that's
1: true you're right <laughs> all right so that's coming to you and you know i'll be reading that but i'm i'm behind. I'm not all the way caught up in my murder she wrote, so I'm sorry to disappoint everyone. And finally, uh, stalwart powerhouse of the bestseller list, Uh, your friend and mine, again, not actually. Yeah, we've never met. Danielle Steele is back, which is good because this time I feel like it's been a few weeks since her last book drop.
0: Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah, she hasn't been on the New York Times bestsellers list for about. Two weeks. In Eric this correct. powerful
1: novel, number one New York Times best... See, she can get the New York Times. Mm-hmm. Number one New York Times bestselling author Danielle Steele tells the story of two World War II concentration camp survivors, the life they build together, and the son who faces struggles of his own as a first-generation American determined to be his own person and achieve success. You know what, Eric? Um, what? I'm going to go out on the limb here, and I'm going to predict a bestseller.
0: That's a good call. I'm going to predict yeah. that's going to be a bestseller. A I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah. that's my prediction. I believe you just sealed your... Uh your success, thank you. In the future, with that, thank you. All right. Yep. You ready for the New York Times bestsellers
1: current? Oh yeah. List? Uh, huh, huh. Let's Let me do just it.
0: Open up that page. All right. Uh, listen, a confession to make. This okay. isn't my fault, so it's not really a confession I need to make. Not, not only one, only one new book this week. Oh. Um, wow. But there's been a lot of movement. Well, we're that's okay. That's exciting. So, a movement. number 10, back up on the list. Yeah. I almost said, like, back up. Anyway, back mm-hmm. up on the list. Mm-hmm. It was down before we were yours, Lisa Wingate. So, it's back in the top 10. Uh, the South Carolina lawyer learns about the questionable practices of a Tennessee orphanage. Nothing. All right. Uh, I remember. All, but that means um, that at number 10 last week was Emily uh Giffen. 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 All We Ever Wanted. Mm -hmm. But guess what? She moved up. Number nine. Well. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Probably because Zahn dropped off. We'll see. I guess we will. At number eight, The Perfect Couple. Oh, Ellen Hildebrand. Yep. You're right. These are old hat. Hey, stop. I'm sorry. (laughs) Number seven, Clock Dance. Clock Dance has moved back up. Clock Dance was almost off the list. Now it's back to seven. Mm. Uh, Last week's number one which was Timothy Zahn's Star Wars Thrawn Alliances. Okay. That was at number one. Now it's at number six. Okay. But still well, on the list. Still there, yeah. If it had debuted at number six, we'd still be depressed. We would. We'd be like, wowzer. Yeah. But in that process, Cottage by the Sea by Debbie McCumber has moved up. Mm. It's it's like a, uh, a battle royale up in here. I guess it is, um, yeah. Because moving down the list at number four, we have Daniel Silva's The Other Woman. Okay, I was. I guess I expected like a bigger like. Oh no, yeah. there's two of them. Okay. <laughs> number three, Stephen King, uh. The Outsider, is at number three. Okay, that moved back up the list. Yeah. So, uh, number two is new this week. Finally, we got a new book. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Not only are these old books, they've been here for a while. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, anyway, Catherine uh cult uh Coulters, <laughs> Paradox. Boring. In the twenty-second book in the FBI thriller series, Agent Sherlock and savinch look for an escaped psychopath. Huh. I've never
1: read any Catherine Coulter. Okay, but you sure are judgy about it. Catherine Coulter's Tailspin is is like the E.T. Atari game. There are just landfills uh-huh. of Catherine Coulter's Tailspin book, because but every time we have a book sale, there's like thirty copies of that book. Tailspin, like tailspin. You no, know it's not. Oh, tailspin. okay. Like tailspin.
0: All right. Well, book number one this week. Backup. Couldn't be held off by Timothy Zahn Mm -mm, any longer. mm -mm. The President is Missing by (laughs) Bill Clinton and James Patterson. Okay. It's not missing from the New York Times bestsellers. Listen, it never will. No. So. I guess it makes sense. Yeah. All right.
1: It's dull. It's boring. I I don't know if the book is boring, but the fact that we have to keep talking about it on the list
0: is boring to me. Jimmy Carter and uh, David Baldacci in
1: Back Together.
0: Yeah. So, You'd all right. It. You'd read it. That's it. Again, a pretty boring list this week. You're right. Uh, not our fault. No. We're just reporting on it. Mm-hmm. We, you know, they say no news is good news. Yeah. They do say that and quite frequently. It was very, But I don't think that's good for the New York Times bestsellers list. I don't think it's you good either. You want new stuff, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, the segment
1: that we're about to air here, we recorded, I don't know, several weeks ago, in the midst of the summer reading program, in anticipation of Timothy Zahn's Thrawn coming out and, and Thrawn making the list. Yeah. *Throne: Alliances*. It only came out last so, week, we're only a week. Behind our own schedule. That's Things true. Have happened. That's true. But busy. I'm just saying, some of the dates we throw out might not make any sense anymore. Because I think yeah. I did a lot of like in the future. But yeah. Anyway, you couldn't have known. We, we had a good chat with my old pal Jesse Riles about uh, Timothy's
0: on. Yeah. Let's roll it. You got him riled up. I did, did. You say. Yeah, I like All that. Right. You'll, you'll, like you'll notice his. His just off-the-charts energy yeah. as Nick just riles him up. Yeah, you see, yeah. He just, I'm like, <laughs> settle down, settle yep. down, man. All right. He's like, I don't know right. what you're talking about. Okay, let's go.
1: Let's do it. Well, our friend Timothy Zahn is back in the news. Uh, not that he ever went away, I guess, but with Thrawn. It's just called Thrawn, right? The one that came out last year? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, With that back, and then his appearance in season three of Star Wars Rebels, his Thrawn character, Mm -hmm. and now we've got a sequel to Thrawn, Thrawn Alliance, coming out uh, this month. Uh, He's back better than ever. So here today, we're going to talk a little bit about... Thrawn is
0: today's boss. Yeah,
1: I like it. I like (laughs) it. So we want to talk about Timothy Zahn uh, since he's back in a big way. Mm-hmm. And I thought the best way to do that would be to talk to the man who introduced me to Timothy Zahn in the first place. Uh, Luke my Skywalker. Own, no, no, no. Oh, just get, this give is it like time. Like an Obi-Wan situation. Right. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. it's a different thing. So, uh, uh, my good friend Jesse Riles is here joining us. Jesse, say hello. Hello. Wow. You could hear that through the thick beard. That's amazing. That's great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I figured maybe the best way to start would be to just talk about, uh, how we, came to know Timothy Zahn to begin with. So Jesse, I think you have the longest history here. So why don't you tell us how you discovered?
2: Um, I think it was in junior high school, even one of my friends had introduced me to the Star Wars books, which I don't know how I didn't know there were Star Wars books before that. But everybody recommended the Zahn books and I read them and that was it. I just
1: So the Thrawn trilogy was like your very first Star Wars book?
2: I don't know if it was the very first, but it was in the first four or five.
1: That's a hard way to start because it's really kind of downhill after that. I feel like this is a the pinnacle.
2: There's there's no kind of downhill about it. It's wow. straight down. Cliff.
0: Disagree. But it's okay. Do you really? Disagree about the Thrawn books? Yeah. Yeah. They were my first Star Wars books. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And I enjoyed so many more books afterwards, but we're really? not here to disparage Timothy Zahn No, books. no, no. But I'm kind of interested now. What what do you think? Like, li- what do you think tops that? But I mean, I liked Star Wars Kenobi and I liked the Bane, okay. the Darth Bane trilogy. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, Even Darth Blade, Lords of the Sith, Dark Disciple, some of that new stuff. Okay. But anyway. Jesse, you say you haven't read Darth Bane?
2: I gave up when they started getting too much into the Yuzon Vong thing, so I haven't read a lot of the newer Star Wars stuff. Well,
1: Bane is set real early, right? Yeah. I mean, it's
0: not anything to do with the the bug race of aliens. No, the the Darth Bane stuff is like right at the end of the Old Republic era, I think, because that's when there's only now two Sith. Like, he gets rid of all the Sith okay. in it, basically.
1: I, I read the first one, and I really liked it, and I just uh, yeah. I never went back to yeah. it. Um, I had read other Star Wars books before that. I, read, I remember reading the Corellian Trilogy. Did you sure. do that one?
2: I did read that one. Didn't like it. I remember you talking about it being your favorite, and I just remember thinking you were wrong.
0: He's, he still talks about it I, Yeah, favorite. I love it. <laughs> I love that. I love the A.C. Crispin Han Solo trilogy. Mm-hmm.
1: I love some of that old stuff. Yeah. You don't like the Crispin trilogy?
2: Uh, they're all right, but you're still wrong.
1: Okay, the Brian Daly Han Solo stuff is not that great, but the Solo movie referenced mm-hmm. a lot of that old Lando trilogy. Yeah. Did you do that one, the old Lando?
2: I don't know that I did. I remember reading the old Han Solo trilogy, um, which I, you know, enjoyed, yeah. Um, but, yeah.
1: Well, that's neither here nor there, because we're talking about Timothy Zahn. That's true. But I read the Corellian trilogy, and I read a couple other uh, just randoms ones, but uh, it, was, it was in college, Jesse, when you were like, you have to read the Thrawn trilogy. Mm-hmm. Uh and so I did. I read them like in rapid succession back to back and yes. just like loved them.
2: Yeah, I think for me one of the things that I really appreciated about the Thrawn trilogy is that they were that Thrawn was such a solid evil, you know, villain that he was ruthless, he was smart, he was brilliant, and I do think that's something that they kind of lost towards the um towards the end of the series, kind of some of the later books, is they kind of tried to rehabilitate him. It's like, hmm. no, he's actually a good guy. Like, he did some nice things for people. <laughs> and that's cool. I mean, he did, but they lost some of that ruthlessness, which is what made him such a key and important villain, I thought.
1: Now, Eric, as I recall, you disagree with that sentiment. You're, you're not a big Throne fan, right?
0: Uh no, I liked the first book apparently more. I was looking back at my Goodreads. Apparently I liked the first book the most was kind of uh disparaged with two kind of being bored for, with that one. And then the third one kind of won me back a little bit, but by the end I was like uh over it. But I think my my feelings towards that is my feelings towards uh the continuation of like the Luke Han stuff versus just like new. Yeah. You like the new.
1: I seem to recall we've discussed this before that an issue you had with Thrawn was that he's supposed to be this brilliant, amazing, and then he just gets taken out.
0: Yeah. Well, he spends a lot of time, like he's just one of those villains where it seemed like a lot of people really respected him and thought he was great, but then we never actually saw too much of it. I don't know. No. (laughs) Uh uh-oh yeah um but I've only read the Thrawn trilogy and it was so long ago and they were my first Star Wars books and I was I don't know a little bored right so I'm not the best person to talk about Thrawn or Zahn
2: one of the things that I that I appreciated so much with the Thrawn trilogy was the way that they actually would would throw in the the tactics Mm -hmm. um and I mean I I remember reading them probably when I was Shouldn't was old enough to like shouldn't be playing with toys, but wanting to reenact those scenes with my micro machines because you know Thrawn had all these strategies of you know the cruisers coming out of hyperspace and this thing and um, I've always appreciated how he did the tactics with that and some of that could be influenced by his other books that I've read right. where he does a lot with the tactics and things. But
1: yeah. so he he comes back to Thrawn pretty quickly with a with a duology. So the the classic trilogy that we're talking about the
0: throne trilogy for a long time they were just episodes seven eight and nine in yeah, book basically form yeah they star really wars. were
1: that's how i felt about them yeah but the books in that series are they start with heir to the empire uh then dark force rising and then it ends with the last command which we do have here in the collection we have the whole series down in the stacks i think we, don't we have, have a couple all of, of the star wars books no i think it's a couple outliers that we don't have okay. but um actually looking at our collection here uh we do we have a lot of his star wars and we even have some of his non star wars stuff like his starcraft um, so yeah so uh <laughs> so we'll get into that in a minute but uh next comes the throne duology don't
0: make star wars make starcraft yeah so oh, okay yeah star love Th- that sounds good that's better yeah don't make star wars make star love the the
1: hand of throne duology spectre of the past vision of the future now i have less rosy memories about those did you read those eric no okay what no. about you i'm sure you have
2: i have um they were good. There were some, some very kind of classic Zahn moments. Those were, uh, what, what did we say about spoilers? I mean, you know. It, Mara Jade and I Luke I don't think we have
0: too many Star Wars Expanded Universe fans. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, I, Mara Jade and Luke Skywalker kind of take their relationship at that point to the next level and mm-hmm. um, <laughs> get engaged <laughs> yeah. boys. Um, and they, But I think that they do a great job with kind of the development of that relationship. Um, which I really appreciated. I mean, probably because I wasn't super popular in school, so I kind of had a crush on Mara Jade, and now she was off the market or whatever. So it helped sure. my social life.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: One of the things that I appreciate about those uh, uh, ori- the original trilogy, I guess, more than anything else, was that I think uh, a lot of times authors who are are working with these um, with these established characters, it's hard. It's hard when they want to branch out and include their own original creations with that because mm-hmm. it's always is a trouble of balance, you know? Like, you need to flesh out the characters. It can't Mm -hmm. just be like Han Solo's inner monologue. You need other characters. And sometimes that can go wrong. And I think Timothy Zahn, maybe more than any other Star Wars book that I've read, I think his, you know, you have Talon Card, you have Mara Jade, who have just kind of become Mm -hmm. Star Wars characters to most people who have read these books, you know?
2: Yeah, and I think that was one of the things numerous people have mentioned, is that Timothy Zahn created these memorable characters that just stuck around throughout like Mara Jade you know he's done a lot of novels but she's appeared in all the other novels I think she was a, a sometime love interest of Lando Calrissian you know just kind of and um, I think his character's talent card was in most of the novels and things Thrawn is always in the background um, and yeah I think you're right that he created these these vibrant and relatively deep characters pretty quickly you don't
1: see a lot of those characters, like it, for with other with other novels, uh, you don't see a lot of the original characters being kind of adopted into other uh, fiction. So I think that is a, a unique thing about him. Uh, let's get away from his Star Wars output for just a minute. Yes. Um, <laughs> and talk about some of the other stuff, because looking at his, his page here, I mean, he's got many series and a lot of standalones uh, working in a lot of other. I mean, we, like Eric mentioned, the StarCraft here. Um, we've got some Terminator. We've got just different things that he's, that he's working in.
0: Don't, don't just hide the lead. Which Terminator? Oh,
1: it's Terminator Salvation, everyone. Yeah, Which, right. it, for my money, is the worst Terminator. Yeah. Agree? Disagree?
0: Uh, ye- whoa, whoa, Genesis really made me sad. Okay. I don't know. I, I'd have to, I'd have to think long and hard if it's Gen- Genesis or Salvation. Okay. You can get back to me, so. but I,
1: I definitely think it's Salvation. Jesse, care to wear in? Worst Terminator?
2: <laughs> uh, I haven't. Really, I I'm having a hard time remembering the Terminators. I know. That. All right. I'm taking yeah. the mic away from this.
1: That's a ridiculous thing to say. Uh, let's. So okay, Jesse, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to walk us through this a little bit because neither of us have picked up the other things.
0: Now, actually, oh yeah, yeah. Have, did you read? Did you read any of his like pre-Star Wars stuff?
2: Uh yeah. Okay. I mean, I've read I've read most of his novels and okay. I have several collections of the short stories and stuff. So. I mean, the Black Collar trilogy. I think was his first um, first novel that came out. Yeah, and the it, Black um,
0: Collar, nineteen eighty
2: three. Yes, and it's these. The premise is that there's this race of aliens that have come and invaded Earth, and um, they're really fast, and human reflexes can't keep up with them. And so, Black Collars are the commandos they've taken, and through some science thing. I think through various drugs and training regimen or whatever, have increased their, you know, made them faster and made them quicker so that they can stand up to, um, I think it's the rick Rail or something like that. And um, they do a good job, I, I really enjoyed it. I think the, the opening sequence of it w- had one of the better openings that I've ever um, seen. Um, a nice way to kind of turn things mm. a little bit. And it was fun as a first one. So Okay, uh,
1: while we're talking about the Black Collar Trilogy, I've brought with me today uh, your copy of the Backlack, Backlash Mission, yeah, which I've had for six. over a decade. Uh, I'd, like to, uh, <laughs> I'd like to present this to you again.
2: I was recently looking for this, and <laughs> you'll be hearing from my lawyer. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I definitely, if this were a library, I would owe you a lot of fines, because I, I really, truly believe that it's been at least a decade yeah. uh, since, since uh, you were last with that. <laughs> so, I mean, you're a fan of the Black Collar Trilogy.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, well, what uh, what in your opinion? Because I'm looking here, I'm seeing we got the Cobra series, which is about nine books, Uh, Conqueror's Trilogy. We got some work with uh, David Weber's Honorverse with the Manticore Ascendant Trilogy. Uh, And it goes on and on and on. I remember one that you liked, um, A Night Train to Rigel. I don't know where that fits in, though.
2: Farther down. It's the the Quadrail series. Um, And those are pretty good. They're kind of a film noir kind of... Take on things. The premise is that there are these, and I don't remember exactly what science terms. Because Timothy Zahn is ha- almost had a PhD in physics um, and didn't end up completing it or whatever. I think his advisor passed away, and so he stopped and started doing novels, and that has worked out for him in the long <laughs> run. Huh. Um, um, so they're often pretty solid science in some, in a lot of these. Um. But the Night Train to Rigel, there's trains between solar systems and it ends up becoming apparent that there's this evil empire shadow empire kind of thing that's there and this guy frank compton Compton, there it is um has to take them down and so maybe he does maybe he doesn't you'll have to read and find out oh no
1: spoiler there uh so so in your opinion again what do you think for somebody who's maybe not a star wars fan maybe is a sci-fi fan hasn't read Timothy Zahn if you were going to recommend either a series or a particular novel of um of a non star wars book of his where would you send somebody
2: to star wars to okay okay
1: but non star wars
2: okay so the star wars ones okay.
1: i'm understanding i'm understanding but do you have do you have a favorite that's not that
2: um I'm not sure. I really, I do think his, his heir to the empire series, the, the Thrawn throne trilogy, is is very good. Um, Black collar was good. Cobra is I- the Cobra series is very interesting because it's. I think you said nine nine books long. Um, I think I've read all of them, and they it's interesting to watch because he started writing that. I think the first one was released in the 80s, and um, I think the latest one just came out. Um, so uh, having that kind of long period of time where he's written them on and off um, has allowed his, his style to change. So you kind of get to see some of that. Um, the premise of it is the Cobras are, again, there, there are certain themes that he has in a lot of his books. Um, the Cobras are a commando unit. This time, instead of being augmented by, you know, certain drugs and things, they have actually built into them weapons so that they can be especially good as kind of guerrilla fighters within a population, you won't know that somebody's a cobra until they shoot you with a laser in their leg. Um, uh, So you don't invite them to too many dinner parties and things.
1: Uh. Well, I'm looking here at the publication dates, because as you mentioned, the first one did come out in 1985, and then the the original trilogy came out pretty quickly, 85, 86, 88. Then we have a 20-year gap before he picks up the series again in 2009, and then the second two trilogies have come out over the last 10 years. So that is kind of a career-spanning series for him, which... It's pretty interesting. Uh, let's pop back to Star Wars for a minute. Eric, have you now? You the Throne trilogy is it for you?
0: Of his, yeah. No, I read the Mara Jade comic. Oh, okay, and uh, apparently I didn't like it. I gave it two stars, <laughs> okay. but I read that before. I read the uh, Thrawn trilogy. Uh, so
1: technically, that is your that's your Timothy Zahn introduction. Yeah. Okay. So
0: I don't. I can't. I don't know I why I didn't like it too.
1: That I've never, there's by the emperor's hand and there's a night on the town, which yeah. looks like it's just part of a collection. But. Yes.
0: Yeah. It's just like a tale okay. of Star Wars. Anyways. Uh, I think I just remember reading and just be like, it seemed like it was kind of a tour. Okay. Like she's always arriving late to something that ha- it's one of those like Luke Skywalker was just here. You just missed him. Oh, kind of situations. Yeah. Um, but it sets up, I think it sets up the whole like mind command to kill Luke Skywalker mm-hmm. uh, that she has during the novels. Uh, I remember that being a thing. Okay, so now
1: I I said when we started this that he's like back on the scene, and when you look at his uh, his publication, I mean, he never really, went anywhere, man. No, he really has never stopped. His Cobra books just came out this year. Yeah, but the difference, I guess, is that the the Thron, the new standalone Thrawn book. Now that Disney's sort of absorbed the expanded universe and thron has officially become part of the canon with his appearance in season three of rebels right. and the new thron series spoilers um no i'm fine <laughs> but that was on the bestseller list if you remember uh, the Thrawn book yeah that was on the bestseller list for like three weeks yeah, or so it has and that's been a while it. since he was actually like doing good numbers really yeah i mean i, I know he's successful but all these the, the i'm looking at these middle books here um Oh boy, Fool's Bargain, Survivor's Quest, Outbound Flight, Allegiance, Choices of One, Scoundrels. Uh I know that I've at least read Outbound Flight and Survivor's Quest, but I just did not like those at all. Uh Jesse, have you read any of his like non-Thron Star Wars? Sounds like you've read everything, so
2: I, I have. I I like them. I his Allegiance series, uh his Allegiance and Choices of One. Um I really liked. The premise was I mean, what he does, he has, you know, three or four different things that are working th- threads that he, you know, ties in, which I think they call good writing. Um, <laughs> and so with the allegiance and the choice of one, one of the threads, you know, is, of course, the Han, Luke, Leia, rebels thing. Then there's Mara Jade. And then there's um, there's also this group called the Hand of Judgment, um, which are five stormtroopers who end up deserting but are still dedicated to the principles of the empire kind of. Order over chaos, kind of thing, and I really I wish that they had been able to do more with them, because um, those those characters were very <laughs> interesting. Um, I, I did an, I enjoyed those. What about
1: Scoundrels? Did you pick that one up?
2: I did. Um, I reread it recently. Actually, my one of my kids found it and was like, "Hey, what's this book?" And I said, "That's for Daddy," and um, <laughs> and just and read that, and it's it's fun. It's kind of a heist kind of thing, and does a good job with a lot of the characters it's set uh, right after episode four so um, Han is kind of trying to find his way to make some money to pay off job of the hutt, which I think you know is always um, yeah. and then kind of brings in I think Lando's in it and there are a few other characters but he does a good job it's kind of a, a it's a decent kind of heist story
1: okay. I mean that's one that interests me like I picked it up several times and was planning to read it and I just never did I think I was just like I found Outbound Flight and Survivor's Quest I really didn't like those at all well, how do you feel about them?
2: I do remember you as having this conversation yeah. and you being a little bit more forceful about your dislike I, I enjoyed those <laughs> because I, I liked Thrawn and I had read a lot of this other stuff there's a lot of the background in those that Zahn put in that was helpful although as I said before it kind of is trying to rehabilitate Thrawn, make him like he's not actually evil, but which I think just doesn't work with the original Thrawn trilogy. I mean, in one of the, one of the scenes, spoiler alert, one of the yes. Imperial officers doesn't do it. like He lets the rebels get away, and Thrawn has him killed, mm-hmm. which is not somebody that it's easy to then say, but he's really a good guy. Yeah. But yeah. it's part of what made him a good villain. But in Survivor's Quest and Outbound Flight, they kind of tried to make it that but he was a nice guy. <laughs> and which doesn't, I don't think, reconciles some of what made him so good in the Thrawn trilogy with some of the backstory that Zon then develops.
1: And now you haven't read Thrawn, the new one that came out.
2: I have. I have. Oh,
1: okay. Well let's talk about it for a minute because I wasn't a big fan of that. Did you like it?
2: I I did. Um, I'm wishing that I'm gonna have to reread it now that I'm watching Rebels through with, with my kids. We had to take those back to the library. Um, but we're partway through the um, season, and I think it does a good job. You can tell that he's tying in elements from Rebels into the into the novel, um, but I, I did like it. It's in some ways I keep waiting for. Th- there are some elements of the character of Thrawn that I don't think he resolved. He made him this brilliant tactician, but then had him be completely inept at political maneuvering, and that didn't seem to match up with like it seems like he's a good tactician. The political maneuvering would be part and parcel of that and i think that there's a disconnect there
1: my problem with it was i felt like i wasn't really sure who it was for because i mean i mean i'm a fan of thron i like Thrawn, and so i read this book but i didn't really feel like i picked up anything new about him and i thought he did a lot to kind of establish like yeah he's tactically he's great which is sort of like a defining characteristic of thron so i don't know why you need a whole book to tell you that
2: I do think that there's an element of this was trying to reestablish Thrawn in the new canon. Um, And, you know, I have liked Timothy Zahn's page on Facebook, and there are lots of people that are out of their minds because Thrawn is now in and they love it. So I I think if you're asking who it's for, that's your audience.
1: (laughs) Well, kind of like a few weeks back when we were discussing Solo, I feel like the problem with with the Thrawn book was that it's, it felt to me like it was all set up. Like I read this book thinking, okay, they're going to incorporate Thrawn into the main storyline. So he's going to be interacting with the Emperor. He's going to be interacting with Darth Vader and you just don't get it. Like it kind of ends with a game on much like the unresolved game on at the end of solo. Um, But by the end it's like, okay, now he's going to work with Darth Vader. So now I feel like I have to read the second book because that's what I wanted all along. But I don't know why you have a whole book, not having him interact with established characters because that's what you want.
2: Yeah, and I do think there there was part of that that I, I felt that it's like you get to the end and it's kind of a, oh, okay, well, I'll just wait here for the sequel then, I guess. I do like that they, they did bring in some elements from the, the Clone Wars, some of the characters, what is it, Colonel Yalarin was in there. And as I've read, as I've watched the Rebels series, there are some elements of characters that are in that that I thought were was needed and helpful, but
1: well it did make me interested in the second book because I, I i found the first one just kind of a slog because like i said i just didn't feel like i was learning anything new and it just it really didn't work for me eric are do these books interest you at all the you, new yeah thrones uh
0: maybe i have been liking the like standalone one-offs of the new star wars books okay the uh like lords of the sith and whatnot uh-huh. So, maybe once I finish the Clone Wars, there is yes so. there
1: is a uh, there's a graphic novel adaptation of the first book that's coming out in September uh, yeah. that I probably would read that i mean that I think it might be more interesting there because it really I mean it felt like more of a prologue than anything. Yeah. Have either of you ever read the graphic novelization of the Throne trilogy
2: um i think i I've read part of it. We have it somewhere, my kids keep stealing it, so i don't I've read part of it
1: Eric. Ah uh, no. No, no, I I don't. I mean that it's such a convoluted, not not in a bad way, but it's a very it's mm-hmm. a it's a intricate story. Mm-hmm. So to adapt it into a graphic novel, I feel like would be difficult to yeah. keep keep all the pieces moving. Yeah. I mean, I am looking forward to Throne Alliances. It's but it's kind of at this point, I, I feel like it's kind of a chore. Like okay. oh, I have to read Throne Alliance. You right. know, I've got to I've got to get in there. Um, I mean, how do you, how do you feel about? about him being enmeshed with the new... Like, are you glad that he's part of the new canon, or do you just not have any attachments to Uh, him?
0: Yeah, I guess I don't have too much attachments. I mean, it's cool, but it's just... For me, it kind of strikes as like, yeah, but this won't be the same... Wait, like how some fans want Mara Jade in the new movies. I'm like, you can get Mara Jade, but she's not going to be like the way... People age, yeah. and now Mark Hamill is eighty years old or whatever. <laughs> like you're not, you're not gonna see. Doesn't look a day over seventy five. You're not I'll gonna say. see like a young Luke and Mara like you want. So, do you just want Mara by herself as the age she was introduced, uh, unattached to Luke Skywalker? Is you know, are, do you just like the character and concept enough that you're okay seeing them in this universe apart from you know? Doing the things you liked.
1: I, I guess if you were gonna, if you were gonna incorporate Mara Jade somehow, mm-hmm. assuming they ever do a standalone Star Wars movie again, mm-hmm. I could see making it work. Just focusing on the time when she's the Emperor's hand. Yeah. You know, put it in that kind of like you know, with Rogue One. You're right up tight with uh, yeah. Episode Four. You know, if you kind of do do a do an in betweeny between. Um, a New Hope and, and Empire Strikes Back, and just right. and focus on her in that role, and just not even mm-hmm. have any connection with Luke. I can see that working. I don't know. What do you think, yeah.
2: Jess? I I think you're right. I think that's also where Star Wars has has struggled with their new movies is that the fans want, as Erica said, they want Mara Jade. It's like, but how would Mara Jade actually work in the story? Would you want her like the original Mara Jade, or yeah. and it's like we want Mara Jade, but it you can't the the nuance isn't there. Mm-hmm. And I do think that some of where the new Thrawn, the first Thrawn um, struggled was that the one in what 2017 yeah. struggled was that like the f- he, he Thrawn is the same. Yeah. They brought him in, and e- the first chapter is almost verbatim the short story that Timothy Zahn wrote way back when to kind of introducing Thrawn in the old canon. They just changed, they added a few more um, elements to it. And so there's part of me that's like, if you're gonna add Thrawn, add more depth and he, he did like there was some elements that weren't weren't there before um having to do you know thrones exile and things but um i think that they are going to struggle with some of these new characters and you know mara jade is as i said i think she's an awesome character but i think bringing her into the new canon they would have had to do that from the beginning and a lot of what they've tried to do is is steer away from that mm-hmm.
1: Well, I think at this point, to to the point that Eric made a while back, was that, you know, you're better off just going with an original character. I mean, if you if you can't have her, do what she does, mm-hmm. then just make a new make a new yeah. character who can kind yeah. of, who can be that sort of roguish, you know, cool, outside yeah. of the the regular lines of things. People, character, I think you can do that. Ah, uh, this yeah. is
0: not the episode where I should complain about <laughs> Star Wars fans or fandom. Save it for Twitter. But what happens is you get somebody who does a very good job of playing a character like a character. Yeah. So you have somebody who plays someone like Indiana Jones and he's like, it's like, Oh, he he's got this Indiana Jones like quality. And then everybody's saying, make him the new Indiana Jones. Right. And it's like, well, he doesn't have to be in, you have a new character yeah. that has similar qualities and now can do new things. Right. But then everybody just wants, you know, them to be the other character. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like, somebody playing a good secret agent Then, like oh make him james bond it's like well can't you just enjoy yeah and i feel like they do that they would make a good they'd have somebody play a cool like a mara, jade, mara jade and they're like yeah. all right now do mara jade it's yeah. like no now you have someone new. yeah just follow this character. mara jade was new right. uh, like if everybody had complained like oh just make her leia back yeah. then you wouldn't have mara jade right. now so right. i don't fans never know what they want that's true that's true i mean i know what i want with some stuff. Yeah. I'm if, not if the dinosaurs fandom. are involved. You, <laughs> yeah. you know what you want. I'm not the fandom
1: I'm talking. <laughs> That's about, right. No. I understand. Star, Star Wars fans particularly. You're I outside think. of the normal chain like like Amara Jade. Like birds, Amara Jade. Like Amara Jade. Sure are, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, a, as we've said, Timothy Zahn has, has been a workhorse since the early 80s and is showing no sign of stopping.
0: Hey, this I should admit this episode. Uh, yeah. It's probably getting me to pick up a Terminator Salvation book. Oh, my at gosh. At some point. Oh, no. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> It's just like I I looked them up. They've got good reviews. Terminator, Terminator Salvation should have been good like it was a cool concept. So maybe the books will be like, "Ah, this is this is okay." So people are saying his stuff is better than the movies, which isn't hard, but I might pick up his first uh From the Ashes.
2: One of the things that I would recommend is reading Timothy Zahn's. He did I think it was a no- novella or a short a series of short stories called cascade point which was like his first i think it was oh. one the hugo awards um it was one of his first one of if not the first short story that he did okay and those are really good those are i mean it's a unique take on science fiction mm-hmm. um not to mention it, it can be kind of fun to get in in that way on kind of the ground level of where he kind of went forth from there right um but cascade point was really good
1: that's one of his short story collections, Cascade Point and Other Stories, published okay. in uh, 1986. And he has, looks looks like uh, f- five short stories. You can borrow Jesse's copy and then keep it for a decade. He doesn't mind. Yeah. He doesn't mind. Yeah. I do mind. He yeah. says he does, but he's, <laughs> he doesn't know what he's talking yeah. about. All right. Well. Uh, you could probably j- go, go to his kids to get the stuff. Right. They're yeah, always they, stealing his they've stuff. They've got it. They've so. got it. Uh, the Thrawn, the Thrawn Alliance uh, sequel to the last year's, is coming out in uh, later this month, July, and the um, graphic novelization of that book, just called Thrawn, coming out in September of this year as well. And I'm sure we're going to see more uh, from his non-Star Wars things yeah. as well. Yeah. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, I think I think that'll do it. All Anything right. else you want to say about Timothy Zahn? Something negative or snarky? No, oh, okay. I,
0: I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna pick up one of his. <laughs> just making sure. I'm gonna pick up one of his non-Star Wars. Well, books.
1: I expect a full report Wait, when I read Terminator you read Terminator Salvation, Salvation from the ashes from the ashes. Oh, okay. Yeah,
0: I want to hear a full. I want yeah. a full book report. I'm just gonna go. Maybe I should just. Okay, this isn't the Terminator thing, but okay. maybe I'll just start reading the Terminator books. Wow, all of them. Bold. Go right back. Bold. I actually heard some good things about the T3
1: books too. Oh, so really? Yeah. Huh. I think that's Aaron Alston, actually, who took over the X Wing series, wrote a couple of those, but I could be oh, wrong. Yeah. I'm just making things up. <laughs> All right, well, that's going to do it for our Timothy's on spotlight. Mm-hmm. I want to thank our guest, uh, my old buddy uh, Iron Jack Scarlet, Jesse Riles. You're welcome. That was yeah. that was so anticlimactic,
0: and that was that. That <laughs> was the interview.
1: Now I need to know, Eric, so. now, now that a little distance has passed, uh huh. How do you feel about picking up those Terminator Salvation books? I'm still interested. It's less
0: a, less of a fire inside of the I understand. heart. Understand? I totally understand. Uh, yeah. No, I, I still, I still got it. Okay. I still got that spirit. All right.
1: I can't believe what you said about Mark Hamill. He's he's a beloved film icon. Yeah, he's, unless he's he does something fans don't he like. He said he was 80 years old. Yeah. Like the Last Jedi. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, are you still thinking you're going to read Some the Throne books?
0: That's what I want to know. The new ones. Oh, eventually. Eventually. Yeah. Actually, I don't know. Uh, this isn't the. Maybe. Okay. If I if I don't, it's for other reasons. Well, like we don't a, need to get into the. It's podcast, a nice firm yeah. commitment that you've got there. And so I like that. all right. I still plan to read Throne Alliances.
1: I haven't picked it up yet. It's been popular here. It's been checking out, but Mm -hmm. I haven't picked it up. But I plan to. Yeah. Uh, One fun fact, that black-collar book that uh, I had borrowed from Jesse for like 10 years, uh, he left it here (laughs) in my office. (laughs) And I intend to keep it for at least another 10 years. Forever, yeah. So if he wants it, uh, it's going to come down to a deadly combat. Yeah. He'll have to take it from my cold, dead body. (laughs) So. Anyway, all right. Uh, thanks, buddy. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, and thanks you always.
0: Thanks, man. I just gotta. I just gotta yeah.
1: reaffirm. If you, you know. don't do it, I'll start screaming. I know you will. So. I know you will. All right, let's jump into library news. What do all you got right,
0: going on? What's going on? Uh, oh me? Yeah. I. I. My programs are kind of. That's like, true. You want to talk about the fancy tea party? I guess it's all. Uh, it's this filled Thursday, up, yeah. yeah. It's all filled up. You can still get it on the waiting list, but true. good luck. Yeah, true. Um,
1: Everybody can come see the My Little Pony movie, which is yeah. Thursday the 16th, yeah, that's at the, the 2 new 30. My Little Pony movie, the new not one. the
0: one where like the lava monsters fight like the ice crease. Although it'd be fun to show that. Yeah. In its place. Yeah.
1: Uh, then the 20th, we're showing Inside Out for Kingdom the in Peril? One millionth time, did you say?
0: We've sh- shown on Inside Out a few times. And Pixar movie yeah. Inside Out. The will gift be that keeps on giving.
2: <laughs>
1: three. What do we do? Three thirty on those. Is that when you normally do the after-school matinees? Same time.
0: What? 3.30. I'm not showing it. Oh you're showing it. I know. Yeah, 3.30. Okay, thank all you. I don't want
1: to fight about this. I, no, it's all right. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's it. We're kind of slowing down. Our last Tuesdays on the Terrace yeah. is uh, the 14th, so you if you're to listening to this in time, come on down. Yeah. But we've got a little bit of a lull until school starts up again. Oh, so Starting up real soon. Our job fair over the weekend went great. We had uh, tons yeah. of turnout for it, so thanks to my fellow Allegheny County Library Directors as you're well welcome. as to... Southern Tier Library System for helping us with funding on that. And thanks to everybody who came. We had a great time hosting that. And we might uh, plan to make it an annual event. So we're looking forward to that. All right. You got any ideas on what we're going to talk about in the coming weeks to tantalize the people with?
0: Well, we got the Joel
1: Haldeman. Joel Haldeman coming, yeah. In uh, a couple of weeks now.
0: In a couple of weeks. Exciting Uh, stuff to come. uh, No. All right. Well. What are we talking about? I we'll, don't know. we'll talk about it off air. Yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll figure it
1: out. All right, a lot of thanks to our Twitch followers. Uh, remember, yeah. you can catch us on YouTube. You can catch us on soundcloud.com slash Books for the audio. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also find us on iTunes. Just search All the Books Show, and there we will be. Yeah. You can find us on Twitter at All the Book Show and Facebook, David A. Howe Public Library. We love nice. to hear from you. All right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, thanks to Jesse, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.